Hey everyone, this is Chris Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Audie Cooper and Cal Mozak coming on from Nick Taylor Underwear. And this is a little different than what we're used to. So we're kind of excited to see where this goes and hear parts of their story and just talk about why they do what they do. And we're excited to hear that. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Chris. Appreciate it. It's definitely our pleasure. Um, so I always like to start to show out the same is, um, you know, we're in a tough season right now for most businesses. Um, how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? Well, that's a great question. It certainly has been a crazy world for all of us. Uh, no question about that. I think overall, you know, for Nick Taylor, it's been good from the standpoint people were working from home. You know, we even had a Nick Taylor no pants campaign that, you know, you're going to be sitting where you are right now and where we are, or people are working from their homes or other remote spots that might as well be sitting in comfy Nick Taylor uh, custom fit underwear. That uh, So that's been not all negative. I mean, it's been a challenge, as we all know. But yeah. uh, overall, it's been, I think, good for us from a standpoint of really pushing that there's no reason to wear pants these days. You're going to be sitting at home, you might as well be comfortable. <laughs> Most definitely, you know, that's like for us. Um, and of course, neighbors are cutting grass right now. Um, <laughs> um, but that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020, a couple months before COVID hit. And, you know, our original purpose was to kind of build a show. We had 100 interviews our first year, and we thought that would be great, great foundation. And then COVID hits. And I told Sandy, you know, this could be our year to shine. Because, you know, new show, we probably have people that normally wouldn't come on a new show be willing to come on because what's everybody else doing now? They're all at home. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and because of that, we end up doing over 300 interviews last year. Wow. That's terrific. So for us, it kind of helped out, too, you know, with COVID. Um, not, that I, that, not that we take it lightly. Right. But, you know, it's one of them things where, you know what, you got to find that silver lining like y'all were doing Exactly right. Couldn't agree more. So tell us a little bit about why your underwear and what started this. Well, it started from too much vodka. Um, <laughs> over happy hour one day with uh, Audie and our other partner, Nolan, who's not on this call. But we just felt like there was a real uh, need out there for truly customized underwear. I mean, everybody now markets you know, small, medium, large, XL, 2XL, you know, whatever. Uh, Nick Taylor's real difference is that we customize if you're a waist, if you're 31 or you're 33 or you're 43, we're going to make it for you. And we offer it in four different lengths. So uh, we had no interest in just kind of being a me too and, you know, joining. There's already some monster behemoth underwear companies out there and they, they do a great job, but we felt like there was a niche to mm. have to customize, you know, access it just wasn't out there at this point i don't know if you want to add anything and, and then also to offer the additional seat you can pick your seat and slam regular or large and also offer two different growing sizes yeah, yeah, the, the, the growing sizes have been interesting people that uh have a certain perception that they might be uh shall we say more well endowed than they realize once their wife sees them uh, <laughs> 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 There's a benefit, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> we, we, did, we did get a return. We did. The guy ordered a large seat and a large growing. And oh, wow. He emailed me for the return. He said, and by the way, my wife told me I, I have no rear end and a small growing. So <laughs> can, I, can I please return these in real So tell us y'all's backstory, each of y'all, um, on um, that led you up to that point of launching this. What what did y'all do before this? Well, I, I was actually in a uh, manufacturing business. We managed, totally non-related to anything to do with apparel at all. It was like industrial valves for chemical plants, refineries, pharmaceutical companies, fire protection. And how we got together, uh, Nolan, our other partner, he and I have been friends for 40 years. Uh, we had a, another friend that introduced us to Audi. And let Audi, Audi does have a... We couldn't have Nick Taylor if it wasn't for Audi Cooper. That's for sure. You don't want me designing anything, Chris. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> and, and then, Chris, I come in from manufacturing, from textiles. I uh, worked in southern USA, started out, and then saw all the manufacturing go overseas. So I went overseas and worked for about five years um, and had been fortunate enough to work with companies and then back here in the United States to bring product lines from concept through manufacturing to retail. So it's something I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And you're the one that worked for like Ralph Lauren and others like that, huh? Yes. Uh, the company I was working for at the time, I was fortunate enough to be lead on oh, the wow. whole Ralph Lauren men's underwear development team. So yeah, and then have worked with them on several other products and then went to a department store chain located here in the South and was able to do menswear and children's wear. So you've pretty much been around menswear most of a lot of your life. I have also had a uh, about a five-year stint with women's lingerie. Oh, so wow. I figured if I can fit a bra, I can make a custom pair of men's underwear. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, <laughs> So who are some of your y'all's uh, design influences that's kind of helped prepare you for this? We, we benchmark uh, Mack Weldon, Tommy John, Polo Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein, um, and took it to the point that as we started developing the product where Nolan objects to seams up against his body. Right. So mm -hmm. we wound up with a men's pair of underwear. He objects that, a lot of things. So <laughs> men's pair of underwear that has no seams in the back. Oh, wow. And they're in the front and front only. So, and then a gusset seam for fit. So it, um, that is how that evolved and came to our product. We wanted it upper end. So we use a micromodel Supima yarn that is very wicking, very, very nice fabric. Oh, cool. Definitely love that. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, the business model and the struggle. You know, a lot of people, when they see CEOs of companies and stuff, they see, oh, wow, you know, they're doing great and this. But to get there as a CEO and even as as a CEO, the struggles and especially through a pandemic. Tell us some of the things that y'all have had to fight through to get to where you are today, because I think that sometimes people miss that side of it. They want to start this great business. They got this great idea, but they miss that it's not easy or everybody be doing it. It is not easy. I can tell you, this is a, 
first for the two of us and our partner to start launch a startup company, uh, primarily e-commerce. We have a couple, uh, you know, high-end men boutique stores that have Nick Taylor in inventory, but uh, it's been a real challenge. We've been in this together about three years. We launched about almost what two years ago now, as far as going live with this. Uh, but a lot of the challenges too have been, you know, just the marketing side, getting the brand yeah. out. Uh, we had a firm that we started with in New York. They did some great things for us, but we just didn't really feel like we were getting the brand. And it's tough trying to compete with the people we mentioned, Tommy John and Macwell. And, you know, yeah. they've got, you know, they're huge. They customers. got the big money behind them. They got the big money behind them. I mean, I'm sick of looking at Tommy John ads on the golf channel as much as I like watching golf. <laughs> like, you need to be there. <laughs> that's right. So that's, a, that's still a challenge for us because uh, we just don't have the resources to compete with those guys. So what we did, we made a change. We hired, uh, you know, Casey Kitchen, mm. uh, who's been a godsend for us, uh, helping like we wouldn't be here with you if it wasn't for her. And I appreciate oh, wow. that. But she, that woman doesn't sleep, I don't think. But she's, uh, <laughs> she's got great energy. I mean, we had an hour call with her yesterday. We hired a new website social media group out of Florida, Mike Kapman. In between what uh, Mike's doing and what Casey's doing, we feel like my only regret or our only regret really is that we didn't make this change a year and a half ago. But it's still, oh, wow. you know, we can't sit here and tell you we're killing it right now because we're not. We've got a long way to go, but it's it's starting to you know trend the right way. But it's uh, it's tough. As you said, people don't realize you can just look at that gun. Well, that's easier. That was a no brainer. But there's been a lot of long hours. I mean, we're getting ready to introduce. So we just had a meeting here. Right before we hop down with you, uh, we're going to introduce and launch a, a, a line of loungewear for both women. Wow. So we're going to get you and Sandy some, uh, we'll get you some underwear and get her and you some uh, loungewear to, you know, we. that's something else we think is a natural progression. We're gonna also going to introduce right now, we have a no-fly uh, mm. concept. We're going to introduce a horizontal fly soon as well, because some people just want to fly. That's fine. So we're going to make it. Uh, oh, wow. And what that does too, and a big challenge with Nick Taylor's been, we've got over 2,200 SKUs now without adding anything. So, you know, the customization, <laughs> but um, somehow Audi's kept his sanity with all this and all the SKUs. <laughs> but it has not been uh, easy. And again, it's still it's still a challenge every day for us. And, and Chris, now, let's, yeah, go ahead. Let me add that. We could have had this product from China, Vietnam, Korea in three or four months from when we started started this. Mm. I thought working in the southern United States, I thought it would be fairly easy to find the fabrics, the yarns, the manufacturing. You would think. It took us over a year. And wow. That is how much of it's gone away. We're seeing parts of it come back. So, yeah, that was a huge challenge in itself. Now, was that, would you say that the pandemic kind of hurt that? Uh, the pandemic hurt us because of the laws here in the state where they literally were closing the manufacturing facilities. We were fortunate enough that we had a sewing line that was making surgical masks for Florida, mm -hmm. which allowed us to still operate and, and actually produce through the pandemic. Wow. And, you know, you want to do an uh, American-made company, and then they make it so hard to stay American-made. No kidding. You're right. You're absolutely right. 
that's the crazy part about our country. And, and I love our country. And I know y'all do, too, because you want to be American made. But but I tell you, some of the red tape just makes it so difficult to operate in the way that is American. No doubt. And Chris, <laughs> and to pay a living wage, that's very important to us. I mean, that's part of our costing structure. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The product is the price that it is. And I'm proud that you said that because, again, I think that that's something that people miss, too, is, is, you know, we're moving into an era where if you're not paying at least $15 an hour, you're going to be out of business. It's just, you know, I think that a lot of business owners now, if you're if your model could never support that now may be the time to change directions, because I I think that that's coming, whether business owners like it or not, it's coming. It's here. And they got about a, about three to five year window to prepare for that. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think and and I actually, you know, I got mixed emotions on the whole minimum wage thing, you know, because, you know, because when I was growing up, you know, it was three thirty five an hour and I've done the math and I'm like, OK, well, three thirty five an hour when I was growing up. Um, most things have tripled in price since then. So that would be 10 5 an hour. So I think if it would equal when I was growing up, it'd be $10 an hour. <laughs> so, so I noticed that y'all also have done a lot of um, stuff with prostate cancer. Tell us about that. Yeah, we had, it just seemed like a natural thing for us. We have a, another uh, option available that's a, uh, Basically, it's made with the extra two layers of certain people that have problems when they go to the bathroom and they think they're through going to the bathroom. Uh, we call it a dry fly option as well. And it seemed like perfect timing uh, to team up with the Prostate Cancer Foundation. What an amazing group. We've been on a couple of calls with them. Uh, they have been like doctors on from different uh, prostate cancer facilities that really are making a difference. So the biggest message we're trying to get out there with them jointly is the you know early detection you know, mm. you know it's it's just something that can't be caught early enough and it seems to have it's had a stigma attached to it which you don't really understand but it's such a serious i mean who doesn't know somebody directly indirectly family non-family that's been touched by this uh yeah this terrible disease and then we were fortunate enough too that we were able to team up with peter fascinelli um who himself obviously is a tremendous actor director writer uh, his own father is a prostate cancer survivor, thank God. Wow. Um, and Peter's been great. He helped us with our no, Nick Taylor No Pants campaign, but then right on board with uh, teaming up with the Prostate Cancer Foundation to really try to make a difference and make people aware. Oh, wow. I love that. <clears throat> now, um, you, you told a little bit about your team. One thing I like to do in our show is give um, the business owners or other people and a chance to kind of talk, brag on their team a little bit, so to speak. Because as you know, the teams behind the people don't really get any recognition. They don't get the love they deserve. And I always want to make sure teams get that love. So if you want to take a few minutes to just tell us about the team around you. I know you did talk about your PR person. Is there any other people you'd like to kind of recognize? Yes, it'd be all the ladies on the sewing floor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It'd be the people that spread and cut the goods um, and just great, great down to earth people. Good so, work ethic. Good work ethic and just 
Yes, we're there every day. Go good old Southern honest people down here. <laughs> I love that. And you know, we've got a third, even though Sandy's not here because she's with our little one right now, but we have also got a third co-host, our little one, um, little Chris, and we always bring on to ask one a question to each of the guests. And hopefully Sandy's sending him in right now because um, she's listening. Um, but we're a we're a family affair show, so we always want to make sure we include our kids into it. And we've got a almost two year old little daughter that eventually, when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Love hearing that. And again, you know what? What good is building any type of brand, business, whatever, if you can't involve your kids? Agree. Agree. I mean, I'd love to have. I've got two daughters. Um, and a son that, that at some point, once we get Nick Taylor uh, a little more uh, entrenched, more market share, um, I can't think of three people I'd rather bring in than uh, my all three of my kids. I'd love to have them involved. And I think the audience yeah. goes the same way. Hey, pal. Oh, hi, guys. So, uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, good first, Cal. What, uh, what? Favorite food? Oh, I would say pizza. <laughs> How about you? Pizza. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good choice. He right. sees you <laughs> on that one. I have to say Japanese. Oh, well. And your next question? Uh, uh, okay, what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. Wow. Mine would have to be Nova. Oh, wow. Well. Trying to think, guys. I don't watch <laughs> regular TV. I'm trying to think here. <laughs> <laughs> We watch a lot of kid stuff because, of course, we've got a nine-year-old and a how about almost two-year-old. How about SpongeBob? Because uh, what's yours? SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> and what? And he loves the Minion show to see. He's got the Minion shirt. Oh yeah, stand up a bit. See your right. shirt, pal. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> my two dogs. Are about obsessed with the minions for sure yeah so oh, our little two-year-old it's funny when a, when the movie plays the despicable me she'll start dancing she gets excited and she and she calls them memes <laughs> i'm not sure it's, it's it says something good or bad about me uh uh chris that i, I enjoy the kids uh movies like despicable me Probably for them, my kids. I mean, I, I <laughs> Sandy and I do too. Sometimes he'll be watching the the shows, and then he'll leave, and we end up still watching it. And we're, you know, an hour later, we're like, "Oh, he ain't even, he ain't even watching." Yeah, it's like I tell my girls, "Like, can we go see Shrek again?" <laughs> hey, guess what? That uh, one time that that Sh Shrek Forever After came on Nick. Yeah, he loved that too. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a and, good one. I'm with you, pal. And, and what's been pretty cool is um, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. And so we've been able to bring on a handful, about five or six people from Nickelodeon onto our show. So he's gotten to talk to some of the people that he kind of looks up to. That's great. That is great. Right. That's great. Hi, thanks. Have, have you been, hold on, pal. Have you been uh, to Disney uh, World? Not yet. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Come on, what's wrong with mom and dad? You got to go to Disney World. Let's go. <laughs> we gotta go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take you ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes, fine. Thanks. Hey, great, great seeing you, pal. Take care. Great seeing you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. I can't imagine doing the show without him now, and uh, I hate it for some. You know, when we got multiple shows in a day, 
Sandy's got to pick and choose which one's going to be on. Um, and I got four back to back to back later. So that's the artist one. So <coughs> CRS. So she'll be doing them with, with me, but we love doing all this together as a couple, as a family. Um, so what are y'all doing to build around your family? Uh, as far as family? Yeah. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I mean, are y'all including family into your business model? And Yeah, the business that I mentioned earlier that I was in the industrial, that was a family business. Uh, oh, wow. Years. We were actually third generation with that. So oh, cool. Grandfather, then my father, then my brother and sister and I for got 40 plus years. So we are all about and love hearing your story about you and Sandy getting your kids involved. And again, as far as Nick Taylor goes, we want to get this company big enough and healthy enough to have, I'd love to have, there's nothing I love more than to have my three kids involved with this. That'd sure. be awesome. I, I can't ever state how much I love the fact you guys have your family involved. I think it's, there's no substitute for that. Yeah. And that was something we first launched the show is I wanted to make sure, cause you know, since we do this from home anyway, and they're here and I was like, you know what? You know, if, of course, a lot of there's a lot of professions that you can't do that with. And I get that. So I'm like, well, if you can do that, why not do that? Because, again, I want him to see because one thing I've learned with kids is, is if you want your kids to live out their passion and purpose in life, they've got a front row seat to yours. Absolutely. So, you know, so you you live out yours with them. Yep. And I and I believe that eventually they will grow into their own passion. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's uh, you got a nice young guy there. It's a uh, pretty, pretty articulate and uh, good eye contact and all that stuff. You're, you guys are raising him well at such a young age. Well, we definitely appreciate that. And, and what's funny is <clears throat> when we had a local business here in Savannah, um, we would do a lot of the networking stuff before Caitlin um, came along. Um, so we would go and, and, you know, I don't know if up North, it would be different if they'd allow this, but here in the South, they, we would go, we would actually go to networking events, business events and have him with us when he was six, seven and eight years old. And he would be with us and they would love it. And he would get to meet all these business people and all that. So, so, you know, and we were like, you know, granted, we didn't, there were certain events we knew not to take, but you know, but if it was a, just a generic networking event, I'm like, why not? Sure. Absolutely. So you, you guys are in Savannah. Yeah. What a great town. We're planning on moving out to Nashville probably um, in the next 12 months. There's another great town. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you know, and it's funny, you know, cause I, I'm sure y'all understand this with business is sometimes you have to pivot and you know, what you, what your first, original mission was, isn't always the mission that leads you to where you want to go. Correct. And when we started this show, we started it with, um, it was interviewing up and coming country artists. Cause that was kind of our base. That was, you know, we got a lot of contacts in Nashville. So that's what we started with. And then as we started growing last year, we ended up pivoting to being a music show. Then by September last year, we realized, okay, um, there's another component to this, the whole entertainment industry. Right. So then we pulled actors into it starting September, October-ish uh, last year. So we pivoted a little bit more. And now we're pivoting where it's business and entertainment. Because yesterday, we actually had the former CEO of Chipotle on. Okay. Oh, my God. I wish he, my son drives uh, race cars besides going to college. And 
I'd love to. Why don't you make a connection? He eats Chipotle like seven times a week. I think Chipotle should sponsor my son's racing career. <laughs> Y'all should let you know. You should go back to our um, shows because um, it was really good. We spent an hour with him, wow. and he really talked a lot of leadership stuff. And it, it was it, it was amazing what he was talking about. How he transformed Chipotle when he became CEO. That's a great story, and good. And so, good. Too. So, what's next for y'all? Would y'all say what over the next five years? I think continue to offer you know branching as you talk about pivoting. I mean, our, we didn't really we talked about like loungewear, but that was all of a sudden like you talk about pivoting. That was a basically a decision made yesterday to pivot and add. <laughs> oh women, wow! You know, and who knows what's going to come? We're going to get more and more into women's like you know, tank tops and you know pajamas and different. I mean, we think the the real great opportunity for us is probably more on the women's side of things. And uh -huh. I mean, women tend to spend more money than men and they know what they like, whether it's customized bras or whatever they're wearing. I mean, that's kind of been our thing with Nick Taylor. Women can get customized bras. Why can't men get customized underwear? That's uh, true. Because <laughs> us men, we just grab it and go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So I think just different, you know, additional sizes or not sizes, different options, different, uh, different colors, uh, patterns. So I think that's, you know, kind of an evolution of things for where we are now. You talk about the next three, four or five years and yeah, you know, there's, it's a changing market. We think it's going to continue to grow, especially again on, on that type of products like the loungewear and women's offerings as well. Now, didn't y'all have a celebrity endorse you? We did. And uh, uh, Peter Fascinelli. Mm. He was, uh, may remember him from the Twilight um, series. He also uh, wrote, produced, and starred in a movie that's like number two in Netflix now called The Vanished. Oh, wow. Which, uh, if you haven't seen it, you ought to watch it. It's uh, pretty suspenseful. It's uh, well well done. Um, but Peter, again, has been a great, uh, uh, I hate to, uh, he may not appreciate me calling him a teammate, but he's been, we think, we're very grateful to Peter Fascinelli for. <laughs> Nick Taylor and again back to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. He was very, very uh, front and center with that. Wow, I love that story. Now, how did that connection happen with him? Uh, through Casey Kitchen. Oh. Uh, she handles a lot of Peter's, uh, I would say, PR type uh, stuff for him. And when she first got with us, she thought this might be a real perfect link. Yeah, perfect link. So that's really how it, how it evolved. And, and, you know, it's funny, you know, you always hear people say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. You know, I, I always like to stretch it one step further. It's not even just who you know, but it's who knows you. Exactly. Because when you get, I mean, you could know the person, but if they don't really know you, the connection's not there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so with y'all, with the connection with her, she knows you and she knew him. She realized, oh, this is the perfect fit. Yeah, I love I love that because you know when it comes to business connection is everything. Networking is everything. Oh yeah, it's all about relationships. I don't care if your personal life, business, uh, friends, family, whatever. It's uh, it's no substitute for friendships and relationships. That uh, again, that's how th th those things evolved. It's exciting to do it that way too. I mean, it's a it's still a people world, people business. And that's the thing that scares me. You watch all the social media stuff, and yes, we're on social media and all that with the videos and all that. And I love social media, but you know, sometimes you watch people and they get so cooped up in social media that they're not living life. Right. 
And it's like, you know, that's not reality. You know, what people post on social media is their highlight reel. You don't see the grind behind them. Right. Exactly. You're right. So as we come to a close here, um, tell us a little bit of advice you would give somebody who, whether they, maybe they're just starting out in business or, or they've already started business and they're trying to grow it, but they really don't have much money and, you know, and not much expertise, whatever, but they do know the exact thing that they're trying to do, build. What kind of advice would you give that type of person as they try to grow their brand? I think, first of all, I mean, chase your passion, you know, understand too, if you, you know, don't necessarily have the financial resources as a startup, but uh, chase your dream and, you know, again, network with people and you, you never know. You could have somebody that just randomly decide, God, I want to help this young man or young woman out with their business. I think there's no substitute too for the entrepreneurial spirit in this country. And, you know, this think you just got to chase your dreams and, and be, you know, share that passion and it generally leads you to where you want to end up ultimately. And that's like our show here. You know, the show don't make money yet. We hope one day eventually it will. But right now the show doesn't. And we're just, we're grinding it out and grinding it out. Um, we and I relate. think that's. <laughs> we can relate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like, yeah, you wonder when the next the dollar is going to come. But but you also know that if you back off the momentum thing. And, you know, we got so many great people that have come on like a Randy Travis um, we've had, you know, Ed, actor Ed Asner come on. We've had Allie Brooke and oh. Lee Bryce. And so we've had really great people that are, as we grow in it, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we had Sarah Evans as recently too, which was really cool. Um, but we're building and building and building and building, not knowing when that, when it's going to get to that point where all of a sudden it explodes, but we're excited. We, and this is our passion. And, but it took us a I, I bet we went through a hundred business ideal failures in the 18 years of our marriage. It is this. We tried this. It didn't work. We tried this. It didn't work. We tried this and tried this and tried that. And then all of a sudden we come to a point where we launched this crazy idea of a show and we just fell in love with it. Now we just got to figure out how to make it make our money for us. <laughs> well, just seeing your personality and I'm sure your wife and then me and your son that, uh, you guys are going to kick butt with this for sure. I mean, it's a, uh, it's something you just you're passionate about, and it'll succeed. I mean, we we hope the same thing for Nick Taylor because again, it's been yeah. not been easy. It's been a struggle, and we'd like to start making some money too. <laughs> and I and I'll be like to tell that story too a little bit because I know that a lot of times the entrepreneurs understand exactly where we're coming from because we're right in the middle of this with them. You know, some people see the show and they think, okay. We have 30 minutes of fun or an hour of fun, however long our show goes, but they don't see the behind the scenes, all the work that we had to put into this before the show, after the show, you know, and there's so much work involved. And I always want to talk about that side like we did earlier, because I think a lot of people miss the boat when it comes to how much work being self-employed really is. Yeah, People just don't have an appreciation unless you experience it like you guys are firsthand and like and like we are. Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not quite as always as fun as it looks. You know, behind the scenes and the grind work, grinding away, as you say, it's uh, uh, it takes a lot of dedication. You got to, got to work through it. Amen to that. Now, as we end here, um, any final parting words? 
Well, we'd love for people to follow us on our website, uh, nicktaylor.com. Also, we're on Instagram and Facebook. So, uh, and we really appreciate you taking the time to have Audie and me on this on your show. We think you've got you've got great dynamic personality. So, I'm not surprised that you will uh, you'll do very well. And we just really appreciate the opportunity to to talk about Nick Taylor and talk about your business and family as well. I appreciate that. And you're welcome to come back anytime. We really enjoyed having you on. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Thank so you. as you get so many big news, think of our show as the breaking one for you. No doubt. <laughs> you're going to get full credit, buddy. All right. You, we'll talk with you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.